Okay, I always have to come with lots of different things. And my challenge is my glasses, because I need to see the time, I need to see you, but I also need to see my notes. But thank goodness God's in charge. Um, I would like to ask five people to come forward to help me. And unfortunately, thank you for that willing helper back there, but I already have five <laughs> that know they're helping me. So if I can have Amanda, Heather, Porter, Heather, Rollins, and I'm sorry if I pronounce it right. Isaac always reminds me that I do not say your last name right, so I'm sorry. Uh, John and Midori, did I get everyone? If you can have a seat over here just for a minute. And do you all have these papers? Okay, you cheated. Did you really? You did. They already started. All right, well, um, hold on here, I gotta pull out this. Okay, good. And hopefully everybody got a bracelet when they came in? And verse? Verse? Okay. Verse, no bracelet. There's bracelets over on the table if you didn't get one, okay? All right, let's see if I can get everything in order here. Okay. Okay, I would like to, I'm just going to pray again quick, okay? Father God, I, I praise you, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. I pray today you'll work in power, that you will challenge each one of us to love you, to know you more, to love each other more, and to love serving you. I thank you, I just thank you for the adventure you've brought me on, the joy you've given me in the journey. I thank you for every season. I thank you for every person here, and I thank you so much for loving Interlaken and the people in Interlaken. Um, you're an amazing God. We love you in your name. Amen. Okay, I think um, I would really like to encourage all of us today, and this is, I'm including myself here because God has been challenging me since Jesse asked me if I would speak today, um, to remember who we are in Christ and what God has called us to. And I think a lot of times we... Um, we hear, oh, this person has a calling on their life. This person has a calling. Sometimes it feels like a heavy burden. And it is not a heavy burden. I'm going to have Jeremy read First John, I think it's 5.10. Yes, that's it. I'm sorry. I already missed my first verse, so. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Yep, perfect. And I think at, at one time in my life where I felt like God's calling or what he's asked me to do is heavy, he brought me to this verse and it's like, no, obeying God, following his leading is not a burden. Yes, there are difficult things, but it's a joy. Um, so I want to encourage all of us that serving God and walking out what he's asked us to do is very powerful and it can be very fun. 
Um, it sounds like these guys already have the answer. But the thing, the reason I have this silly game is because um, our youth leader in Czech and our pastor, his, one of his main um, principles or desires is that those who are serving with him, though his team of leaders, that they have fun while they're doing it. That it's not just, oh, we got to do this, 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 and this. So we get to do a lot of crazy games. Um, this game is just a little bit about getting to know each other better. And you may already think you know everyone here well, but you might be surprised that there are a lot of things about each other that you don't know. And I, you haven't all read this, right? Here you go. Sorry, you were in the nursery, right? Okay, I think I need one. Here we go. But you, the rest of you, oh, so they all have... You stole theirs. Okay, here you go. Okay, so I asked um, these very kind, generous people to tell me something very interesting about themselves. And I'm not sure if you have all read... I know you got a handout. Have you read them? Not yet. You need one, right? Pastor, you need one? No, you're okay. There we go. All right. Jeremy, do you have one? Okay. I don't have one anymore. So, um, Heather, do you think you can read, read them for me? No, that's all right. I got it. I got one now. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to read out five things, six things, because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, six. And I want you in your mind to try to figure out who it could be out of these people, okay? Okay, we're going to start with the top. I'm the oldest of 10 kids. You know it's not me. Okay, I went to a funeral for the wrong person. Okay, the story, you're not going to hear these stories during this message, but you can find out the story later, okay? I got second place in an art competition for all of New York at age eight. Could be John. Yes. <laughs> okay, when I was a child, I was run over by a speeding golden retriever and broke my collarbone. Okay, I have been married for 13 years and have been in love with the same person since I was seven years old. I think we all know who that could be. Okay, I was picked up by the police when I was 12 for damage done in a cemetery. Okay, I know. Okay, who do you think the first one is? I'm the oldest of 10 kids. All right, yes. Okay, who do you think went to a funeral for the wrong person? No, that was actually me. That's when I, I didn't know Czech very well, but that's another story. Okay, second place in an art competition. Okay, who got run over by a speeding golden retriever and broke their collarbone? I can't. Nope, Amanda, and I can't wait to hear that story. Okay, who's been married for 13 years? Which Heather? Okay, okay. Okay, who was picked up by the police when they were 12? Okay, that's another story too. All right, okay, you guys can head back to your seats and... Just so you know, there is a paper in here. You should have just a blank piece of paper. And the reason you have that paper is because I would like to be able to pray for you. And those who've heard me speak before, typically I do this. 
but I know you pray for me, but my responsibility is also to pray for you. So I would like you, and you can do this during the service, and if you need pens, I do have them. Here. I'm going to put them here, and you can come up and get them if you want one. But what I'd like you to do is just write a simple a prayer request, how I can be praying for you, okay? And you can put your name, you don't have to put your name, and I'm not going to tell anyone what this is, okay? It's not something I'm going to share with your pastor or with, you know, my close friends or my sister. I'm just going to keep this um, between me and God. But I would really like to know because I don't always get to be here, so it gives me a way to know you better, okay? And then at the end, you're going to fold it up and put it in here. And don't forget, okay? Because I want to know. And that's every age, okay? Um, you do have some coloring pages. You can do these things during church too if you want. I don't mind. There is a word find, and the reason is I love when I go to a church service to say, I want to take at least one thing away with me that I remember that God taught me. So I'm trying to give you a number of different things to help you remember. The bracelet is to embrace your calling. And the reason I came up with that is because I just it makes me so sad when we think that what God has called us to do is sad and that it's a heavy burden. It's such a joy and it's we can embrace what God's given us to do. Very difficult at times, but you know, if you're an athlete, um, you work hard, but when you run, you love it, you enjoy it. And the other, on the back of the bracelet, it says, find out what pleases God. And Jeremy, I don't know if you, can you get back to the first verse I had that I skipped? It's uh, Ephesians 5.10, yep. Um, yes. Um, I think a lot of times also I always thought, well, my calling is what God has asked me to do or God has asked us believers to do. I think my calling is to find out what pleases God, is to know Jesus more. And after that is to please him in what I do. But I think a lot of times we miss it. We want to do everything he wants us to do, but yet we don't think about, well, how can I make... God happy today. And I tell you, when you try to focus on making God happy, it changes, it changes your whole perspective. So that's why I have finding joy in the journey, because I do believe that what God has given each one of us to do is a challenge. And it, it, to really live for him is not always easy, but there is such a joy in it that's amazing. Okay. Um, this is just kind of a you know, summary. I w the main thing I would really like to talk about is I think we all need to serve wholeheartedly. And that's the reason I asked Keith to do the story on Caleb because I love, and Caleb's not here. I know, that's okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that out, but gotta love Caleb. Um, I love the story of Caleb and Joshua because they were in a difficult position. They came back with a report. They knew what God wanted to do. But all the people were like, no, 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 we can't do it. It's too hard, it's too hard. And Caleb and Joshua were different. And the verse that you have to go with you to remind you is it says, my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly. For some reason, he saw God and he 
served wholeheartedly, and that's what God wants us to do. And I'm sorry, I know you have a fun check fact up here behind you. Um, but I just wanted to tell you a couple fun things about Czech because there are a lot of things about being in a different culture that really, you know, if you're trying to speak the language or talk to people, it can be real challenging when they have some things that are just a little bit different. But I have a friend in Czech who loves to talk to me about languages and the difference, differences. And he will always call me and say, Do you, is this how you do it? Say it in English? I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I really enjoy things like this. You know, these are just idioms, things we say that really don't make sense, but we understand it completely. So if it would, like today, if it would look like it's going to rain like crazy, what would we say? It's raining cats and dogs. In Czech, they would say, Lie jakos konve, which is just, it's pouring like from a watering can, which neither really makes sense, but they get the point across. Okay, also, a lot of times in the morning I get up and I can't talk so well, and I would say here, I have a frog in my throat. In the Czech Republic, they love their dumplings. And I know if you say dumpling, you think of something different than their dumplings. That's why I put a picture. The one with the strawberries in the middle is absolutely, oh, well, that's a good. There you go. The one in the middle, the strawberry dumplings, is delicious. The other bread dumplings, it's mostly kind of like soggy bread, which I've learned to really enjoy and like. I did not at the beginning because it's always dumplings, gravy, and meat. And, you know, it gets soggy. I mean, yeah. But needless to say, I would say here, I have a frog in my throat. In Czech, I would say meat knedlik krku. So it's like having a dumpling in my throat. All right, I always love this too. I don't know if I've done it here before, but I love, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think. Did it? Okay, thank you, Isaac. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, what animals say a lot of times is different. And, you know, what does a dog say here? Ruff, ruff, woof, woof. In the Czech Republic, they say a dog says huff, huff. Okay, and a frog, this one gets me because it's like, it's kunk, kunk. What does a frog say here, Judah? Thank you. <laughs> okay. okay, in Czech, a frog says kunk, kunk. Which do you think is right? Okay, this is the absolute best. Um, a rooster, what does a rooster say? Okay, in the Czech Republic, a rooster says, kikiriki. Kikiriki, pretty crazy, huh? And they have a lot of roosters because almost everyone has chickens. So this is a good one too. Um, what does a pig say? Oink, oink. It's chro, chro. CH, I think, is the hardest sound in Czech because it's just like from the back of your throat. Chro, chro. Which doesn't sound at all like a pig to me, but that's... Okay, we're gonna do a cow too. What does a cow usually say? Okay, it's boo. Thank you, dear. Okay. All right, this is just fun because Jeremy had a birthday this week, right? Yep. And um, in the Czech Republic, typically you do not 
go to a birthday party for you. You have to be the one to have the birthday party and feed everyone. And yeah, you have to have a lot of food, invite everybody in, which I know you typically do that here too, but you aren't the one, usually you get a lot of presents, right? Well, in the Czech Republic, when it's, birth, it's your birthday, they basically, um, if, if it was Pastor Jesse's birthday today, I would come up to him and I would say, and I would shake his hand and I would say, it's like, I wish you the best of health, um, happiness. You go through this long speech, shake their hand, and then you give them a kiss. And then you have the party. It's just, it's just kind of fun how different things, they do not sing happy birthday to you. Don't have that song. All right, I, I really wanted to, um, when I was thinking about what to share today, you know, I can tell you a lot about activities, things that are going on in the Czech Republic. Um, God really broke my heart. Thank you, dear. What would I do without you guys? Thank you. Um, God really took me through um, like a trip down memory lane of when I grew up in Interlaken and how God spoke to my heart here. I was in an atmosphere where a lot of people believed in God and I heard a lot of missionary stories, I heard a lot of different things, but God spoke to me directly. I mean, I can remember being right here. I can remember being in the bathroom. I can remember being in the sanctuary. And I could tell you lots of different times and days when God spoke to me. And you know, when I was young, um, I think I thought, you know, I remember after one missionary conference having a friend of mine, her name is Lisa Johnson, we decided, okay, we're gonna make a raft. We're gonna put it in the creek. We're gonna get to the lake and we're gonna go to the ocean and we're gonna tell everyone about Jesus. And we probably went to somebody's house and asked them if we could have their Bible tracks because we like to do those kind of things. We like to just go to everybody's house and see what we could get from them. Um, but you know, we thought we could do it. And I remember being in a missions conference where the speaker, who I don't remember who it was, asked the parents who was willing to let their kids go as missionaries. And I remember being young, and I am the youngest of five, so I thought, well, it's not me, <laughs> you know? Because I looked up, I peeked, and I saw my mom with her hand up, and I was like, what is she doing? You know, but I didn't, I didn't think that it would be me because I was, you know, when I was younger, I had more confidence. When I got a little bit older, I got a little bit more um, hesitant. It's like, well, I have to know how to do this. I have to know how to do this. I have to sing. I have to be able to speak well. I can't do that. I can't do that. And my whole focus was wrong. My focus was on what I can do. And God took me on some short-term mission trip, which I loved. And I thought, oh, that's great. This is how God has missions in my life. Thank you. You guys are welcome to shout out and tell me too, okay? You guys. Um, you know, I, I thought I was working in Ithaca as a CPA. I loved what I was doing, except it was very time consuming. But I could be involved here. Um, I could be close to family, which I loved. Um, but God sent me on one missions trip to the Ukraine. And the Ukraine at that time was not doing well. Not saying they're doing well now, but you know, we'd go to churches. I went to one church, and I think we had a group of about 150 people, which is a lot of people. The church was probably maybe 150 people. And 
the preacher was talking about being willing to do whatever God asked you to do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm willing, I'm willing. I'm willing to do whatever. And then it was like God was saying to me, Joni, are you really willing? You're in a very comfortable spot. You love what you're doing. Um, if I asked you to do this, would you do it? Well, maybe, maybe. Um, and he really, God just really spoke to my heart that if I am not willing to do what he asked me to do, then I really don't believe in him. I really don't believe in him if I'm not really willing. So he broke my heart when I was in the Ukraine to say, here am I, send me. And I remember I cried for days because it meant leaving here. It meant having to do a lot of things I knew I probably wouldn't feel real comfortable with. But it was something that God really challenged me and encouraged me that he would carry me through. And I'm here now so many years later, and I can say there's been ups and downs and ups and downs, but through the whole thing, he has been faithful. He's helped me in the times, you know, he puts me in situations where it's like, I'm doing this? Do you know who I am, God? Do you remember? I can't sing. Or do you remember? A different language is very difficult. And he says, yeah, but Joni, don't forget who I am. I can do anything, and I will use you. He has used the silliest things about me, like when I went to the funeral for a wrong person. You know, he uses these things because we are each different, and every single thing about us, God uses. You know, there are people I can reach, you can't reach. There's people you can reach, I could never reach. Um, I just, it's, you know, I responded to God's call. There are many times I did not, and I don't, because it's every day a new battle. You know, not battle. It's every day it's a new challenge. Thank you. That's just from when I was working in Ithaca. I thought it was, you know, when I was here for a while, I thought it was a rabbit trail. It was not. God, the time I was here, God used to train me in the most amazing way, because I worked with people. Um, I got to be here. Um, I didn't know when I said I would go full-time where I would end up. I would ready to go wherever God wanted me. I'd been to Venezuela. Um, I think I probably would have thought God would have put me in the Ukraine, just because that was where he spoke to me so powerfully. But I ended up in the Czech Republic. And the Czech Republic is one of the most atheist countries in the world. And they, the Czech people, will say the Americans know nothing about our country. They don't even know where it is. Seriously. They're like... The president just changed the name from the Czech Republic to Czechia in English because he doesn't like the fact that a lot of people think it's Chechnya, which is, you know, one of the Russian countries, which doesn't seem like a good change to me. But that's, you know, the president decides that, not me. So, um, but when I first went to the Czech Republic, um, it was very, very, very difficult because they're very quiet people. I didn't know the language. First couple years were really hard. But with being one of the most atheist countries, thank you, dear. Um, there's a need for missionaries. And they will say, why are you here? You should be in Africa. It's like, well, do you believe in God? Um, no. <laughs> there's a book over there, a kid's book, and it's actually in English, but it is from a Czech fairy tale. It's about... Uh, 
a group of a family of fireflies. And during communism, they were not able to read this book because it was about a Christian family of fireflies. So coming from communism, there were a lot of people that didn't believe in God because if they did, they weren't always persecuted directly, but a lot of them couldn't go to the school they wanted to. Their kids couldn't go to the schools they wanted to go to. They couldn't get a job. They usually got the lowest paying jobs. So it was difficult. Okay, somehow after a number of years, I ended up in the town of Khotyabosh, which of course starts with CH, which is very difficult to say. Khotyabosh. Thank you. Let's all try. Khotyabosh. Thank you, Judah. And it is the weather's similar to here. They get a little more snow than we do. Um, there are not many Christians in our towns, which is also true here. A lot of times it's very difficult to break the ice, and you know that's so true here also with people. If you want to share with them your love for God, it's very difficult to break the ice. We try hard to find common in interests, whether it's a sport, whether it's music, whether it's something we like to do. We work on building relationships one at a time, just like we do here. It's the same everywhere. We want to speak in people's languages. It doesn't have to be the Czech language. It can be our heart language, you know, because I can speak the Czech language. I mean, I do okay. But I can talk to someone, and I still not, may not be able to communicate with them because I may not know them well. I may not know exactly what pulls their heart. But the thing is, is we have the Holy Spirit who will teach us that if we're ready and will tell us that at the craziest moments. And, un and I don't mean to say unfortunately, but a lot of times those kind of things happen at moments where you least expect it. Like, I'm thinking of John and Kim's phone call in the mid or when they heard about Louie, the guy that sta stayed with them. I'm sure they, if they had to choose how they would want to, you know, they would want to be in a more comfortable place at the time. Um, but a lot of times when we're in a vulnerable position is when God will really work, and we think that's when he cannot work. That's when he works. We do pro try to provide a safe and fun environment so people can hear the message. Um, and I think this was the, this is where, um, you know, God taught, has taught me a lot about myself. I'm learning more every day. But, you know, he puts you in different positions on the way. It can be, you can be asked to do something you're not comfortable with doing, and there's no one else to do it, so you do it. And it may not be your, you know, where you are gifted the most, but it may be what God wants you to do at the moment. Um, so I got put in a lot of different positions, but I think the thing that God uh, showed me is that where he has gifted me is in bringing people to people. So I may know a lot of people, but I know how to connect them, and he really challenged my heart to empower and equip disciples to serve Jesus wholeheartedly. I am not in the Czech Republic. I am not here just to teach English or just to have fun or just to play sports. I want to encourage everyone to move a step closer in their walk with God. And if you know Jesus, I want to encourage you to move forward with him because every single one of us, no matter where we are, no matter where I'm at at this moment, I can move closer to him. And that's what it's all about. But we do have a small nonprofit organization called Caleb's Heart. That's why I wanted to do the um, story today. 
Um, there was a point in my life when the organization I was with, the missions organization I was with, fell apart. I thought it was a very difficult time in my life, but during that time, thank you, God put me in a position to work more directly with the Czech Nationals youth. And I will tell you, they are much more equipped to reach their people than Americans are. And it put me in a position to do what I love to do even more. Very difficult, but it was amazing. Um, God has allowed me to work with local believers to reach their own people. And these are just two of our, two people that have made a big difference. All right, this, I decided um, I wanted to show you this video with baptisms. Some of you may have seen them because it's one of those, you know, you pray for people, you long to see them know Jesus more. And when you see them walking with Jesus and serving, it's like heaven. You know, I think the most exciting thing is to see someone baptized and someone that you, you know, if you've seen someone who is this age and said, oh, I don't know about God, you know, and then they're serving in a powerful way. Um, this is just, I'm just going to show the short video of a number of baptisms we've had. And we currently have two girls that are getting ready to get baptized baptized, Anichka, and um, I'm losing her name at the moment, and because we call her by her last name, so we call her Petska, which is her last name, but her first name is Dominica. They need prayer because their parents are not believers, don't want their girls to get baptized, and they're in their, I would say, 18, 19-year-old, but I'm just going to show you a video of a couple people that have been baptized, and just so you know, they call this, they call this little pond a lake. And they call it, it's supposed to be where a Loch Ness monster is. If you can see in the back, that's Loch Ness. But, so they can say they got baptized with Loch Ness monster. Okay, this is just short. And if I press this, it goes, right? Okay.
And you all have played a role in this. Just gotta look at the time. Okay, thanks. All right. Okay, I decided um, that I wanted to tell you a story or uh, tell you about two people and how they came to faith. And we started out in the beginning working with youth and it wasn't necessarily that um, any of us were gifted in youth ministry, but the local pastor said, if you're gonna reach anyone, you gotta start with youth. So we started having you know, youth meetings and they all ended up at my place and my apartment is not very big. So it was, a, you know, we started maybe for two or three years, we only had a couple come and they would come regularly. And then all of a sudden we started getting like 20 coming and all to my apartment. And, um, you know, they would start coming around three in the afternoon, they'd stay till nine. Needless to say, you know, they're all in my personal space. <laughs> and it's like, it's, um, it was very difficult but very wonderful because I got to know a lot of young kids got to hear their stories, a lot of them, you know, um, they would talk about their days, their families, um, and we started out with them just with something simple to introduce them to who God is, because they're in a country where, you know, a lot of people don't know who Jesus is and what he did. And now God has brought us to a point where we have a church, and we have an official youth group, we have a younger kids group, we have a lot of room for growth, I'm not saying that, it was, it's been God's timing, it's been great to see, but what has encouraged me is seeing every single time how God works in people. I love to hear testimonies, because a lot of times we think, oh, I missed the opportunity. I didn't speak when I was supposed to speak. You know, I have this person who I want them to know Jesus and who he is, and I didn't say anything. Sometimes later, when you hear them say, their testimony, how they really came to know Jesus, you would be surprised at what it was that really touched their heart. You know, it could be you brought them a meal, it could be you just said the right word at the right time, it could be you're a you know, Vikings fan, it could be something silly, you know? Um, but this, this is on a snowy day in January. We had a group of college students from Taylor University, about 20 of them, and they're in their like 19, 20 year old, they came for three weeks. So we spent a lot of time with them in public schools. We went to some kids' homes, but our goal was to try to connect with some people, um, mostly youth, get good time together and to talk about God and also to grow our leaders. You know, grow the youth who had started to make decisions for Jesus to give them an opportunity to lead. Well, we were supposed to have a meeting this one Sunday, and we had had an overnight at a school, so everyone was exhausted, tired. You know, I think we had seventh graders all night. So that was a Friday night. This was a Sunday morning, and I was supposed to be the one kind of deciding what the service was going to be. And I was like, oh, God, I can't, I can't, you know, what can we do? They're all going to fall asleep. Yeah, with that pillow and blanket. <laughs> but um, God just encouraged me just to, get the leaders, like the group that had come, and our Czech leaders together to worship him. And that was the song, Sinking Deep. We'd love to sing that song. And to have those who had been baptized share their testimony. So we had American or two, a um, couple Czechs. And um, I'm gonna skip, sorry here. There was one person whose name, his name is Vojta. Um, I know him 
since he was little because there's a restaurant that we go to that his father owns. So because of his father, his uncle, I've gotten to know him. Um, but he started to come to some of our kids' activities. But last minute, as I was getting ready for this meeting, it's like, oh, I need to write to him. I need, he needs to come tomorrow. Because he's one of those people that, you know, he kind of comes, kind of doesn't come. He came. And that morning, this is Leba. And I know Leba, we know Leba, because of an overnight at a school that we were at years, like a number of years ago. And she was in sixth grade, I think. And she loved to sing, and we had a talent show during the night, at midnight. And I think she won the contest, but she just started coming to some of our activities. And this day, I had asked her to give her testimony. So she was sharing about why she made her decision. You know, she said she'd met a lot of Christians, she'd been with a lot of Christians, she'd heard about God, but she more just enjoyed the atmosphere, being with a group of people, feeling like she belonged. And then she was dating a guy who happened to be on our American football team. And he broke up with her, and her heart was broken. She was just so sad. During that time, God spoke to her, and she said, well, they say that God loves me, and God cares about me, and Jesus died for me. She said, I'm at the bottom. I feel like I've lost everything, but I'm gonna cry out to Jesus. She cried out to Jesus, and she made a decision for him. Her family, her parents are not Christians. Um, her brother is not a Christian. She made a decision, and with that decision, she started coming, she started learning about Jesus, walking with Jesus, and she decided she wanted to get baptized. But in order to get baptized, she had to meet with our youth pastor and our pastor, and she had to be baptized, or she had to meet with our mother church, which is a small church kind of in the country, but it's more, you know, it's, um, it's real quiet, conservative. You know, it's, she didn't know the people but she had to get up in that setting and give her testimony. And she did, and her parents came, and her brother came. And, um, you know, she was just sharing her testimony this day. And Voita was there, and he was listening, and he was crying. And he decided that day he would give Jesus his life completely. Like, he had already made a decision, but... Um, and it was powerful, and it's powerful. He right now is, he tried to go to college last fall. He's starting again this fall, so if you can remember to pray for him, please do. And Leba is, hold on, sorry, I gotta go back. Leba is going to school at this moment, and she loves singing, so she's planning on being a teacher at the music school, which is the building in this picture. We have a music school um, on the square. But, what I wanted to just encourage you and myself is, you never know what the impact you're having on people. So wherever you are, just let God be real in you. You know, if you're at the post office, if you're buying snacks, this lady is my neighbor. We have been having, um, you know, mostly ministry to youth for a long time and finally started a church. This lady, her grandkids were coming to some of our um, younger kids' events. And she just started coming, and she was the youngest at the meeting. No, she would say, I know nobody knows how to talk to me because I'm so old. She said, but I'm coming anyway because I want to know Jesus. <laughs> but she, you know, nobody had any direct contact with her, and God brought her in. And that's always, for me, a reminder, it's not about me and what I do. It's about him, and that's the power in it. He will work through us no matter what situation we're in. 
because he loves us and he wants us to know him more. Okay, this, hold on here, I gotta see what, see what time it is. Okay, it's noon already, so we'll, we'll skip this. We're just gonna go to the end. Um, I just want to um, challenge each one of you that each one of you, including myself, we are all original. God made each one of us to be very special. He loves us so much. He wants us to know him more. And he wants us to serve him, but it's not a heavy burden. It's such a joy. And I'll tell you, if you're willing to just say, okay, God, I don't know what this means for me, for who I am, but I'm willing to do whatever you want. It doesn't have to mean he's going to send you overseas. It, it might be harder for you to go to a doctor's office. You know what? Oh, oh I'm so sorry. I, didn't, I had forgotten this was coming. Um, you know, it's one of those, God puts you in positions at times you don't, necessarily want to be in, but it's not, it's all a part of his plan, and he works through all of it. Because of being sick, because of taking care, helping take care of my mom, um, people in the Czech Republic will say more things to me now than they would before. My neighbors, they'll, when I get back, they'll say, Joni, I heard you're, you just had surgery. I heard you've been taking care of your mom. And they will really open up because they've known I've gone through hard things. But when I'm sitting, getting ready for surgery, and I say, God, why am I here? Um, you know, it really helps me to remember it's not about whatever I'm doing. It's about being faithful to him wherever he has me at the moment. So I want to thank you. I am so thankful that God brought me up in Interlake in New York. I love it here. Um, I love how God has put his anointing in this place on the people here. I believe that 50 years from now, there may be some of us here. Some of us may be in glory, but I believe he has, he has this is holy ground. He's gonna bring people here who love him. And um, I'm so thankful just to be a part of it. And I'm so excited to see what he has planned for each one of you. I know some of you well and some of you not well, but I'm just so thankful. Um, Jeremy, can, I don't know, I don't, Think, did I give you one? Can you read which one? Do you which one is in front of you at the moment? Sorry, I had a lot of verses for him to read and forgot to have him read all of them. So, okay, why don't we go for Jeremiah? Thank you. All right, well, um, last song? Yeah. I think we have one more song, right? Yeah. All right, well, thank you. And don't forget to give me your prayer requests. And if you've been good during the service, you can all take some of these. <laughs>